0: Another chance to sweep, another dud, worst of all, another appearance of Mitch Keller. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. I'm in Milwaukee to cover the Pirates getting their eyes gouged out again by the Brewers. That'll begin tonight at 8.10 p.m. Eastern Time. There will also be games Tuesday and Wednesday. And if they go anything like the three at PNC Park last week, it'll be U-G-L-I-E ugly because those were just brutal. But hey, at least they'll come on the heels of a 15-4 loss to the Phillies in which Keller came back after a few weeks down in the minors and looked exactly like Keller before he was sent down. Officially, his statistics don't look all that horrific. He did last five innings on 80 pitches. He didn't walk anybody, but he also gave up four runs on eight hits. Five of those were doubles. Eleven balls put into play had an exit velocity over 95 miles an hour. Six of those went for hits. Keller is one of the very worst pitchers in the majors when it comes to being hit hard in general, meaning regardless of outcome, And, you know, as understanding and respectful as you want to be to what his pedigree was, was, past tense, when he arrived upon the scene in Pittsburgh. And going back a little bit, what it was when he was in the minors and was considered one of the very best prospects in all of baseball, not just in the pirate system, in all of baseball you also have to start looking at this situation for what it is. Because Keller's not a kid. He's 25 years old. Uh, Sure, he could still get better, but he's also not showing elite stuff. He doesn't show any kind of uh, electric... Fastball movement, the way you saw, for example, whenever people were giving up too soon on Charlie Morton and Tyler Now they had something extra. They had something you could see. You could say, well, look, I mean, if only somebody could harness this thing or tell Charlie to not worry about throwing sinkers or tell now to stop worrying about getting ground outs, that's not happening here. This isn't weird coaching that comes from the front office, which is what happened with Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark getting involved with Charlie Morton and Tyler Glass now when they shouldn't have. This is just a guy who doesn't have much. And really, if you go back over Keller's entire time in Pittsburgh... Tell me when you've seen that outing that tells you, oh, man, this guy's really got it. If only he could ever put it all together. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever laid eyes on it? Forget the analysis. Forget the data. I'm talking about your eyeballs on this player. Have you seen that with your own eyes? Because I haven't. That doesn't mean he hasn't pitched better at times than he has at other times. I'm talking about this notion that still seems to linger among some that Keller is just this eureka moment away from becoming something special. He isn't. He isn't. Look, I'm glad for him that he took some pluses out of this outing he tends to do that, and he did so again yesterday at PNC Park. Um, I felt really good out there, honestly, um, body-wise and everything, mentality, confidence. Um, I felt really good. Again, I just I I had hitters 2 2-2. I just got to execute a little bit better and get the ball down a little bit better with my off-speed slider and curveball. Good for him. I, I hope he takes it. And he builds from it, and I hope he becomes a fine or adequate Major League pitcher at some point. If he does, he will have done well for himself in life. But this idea that the Pirates absolutely have to get this guy right and build him up at a certain level or... He's going to be just another glass now who blossoms with the Rays or the Astros or wherever else Pirates pitchers go to heal. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I don't feel like the franchise should be beholden to it. Look, there's still two months of utterly irrelevant ball to play out, beginning here tonight. And I'd be all in favor of Keller taking some kind of regular turn for the remainder of these two months. Why not? What do you have to lose? Make sure you have yourself a piggyback guy ready, the way Derek Shelton did yesterday with Cody Ponce, who, by the way, was way worse than Keller. Make sure you have somebody else who's stretched out whenever it's Keller's turn to pitch. And go get him, Tiger. Tiger. Because the result, the score, doesn't matter. But I'll tell you what, once you get past these two months, you've got some hard thinking to do about this young man. Notice I didn't say kid, I said young man. You have some things to really process here. You don't want to waste somebody who could be a starter by prematurely turning them into a reliever. But let's say you find something in his profile or in his data or even with your eyeballs that tells you, hey, when we put him out there for an inning at a time, this happens or that happens. Maybe that's something else that you can use these last couple of months to try to navigate. If the starts end up being repeated disasters, and, and, and yesterday wasn't, okay, but if they end up becoming that, then you can say to yourself, all right, we're not going to just keep hurting him and sending him out there to die. We're going to try something else and see if maybe some confidence can be built up or some new information. And maybe that is something out of the pen. He has an arm. I don't think it's spectacular, but he has an arm. But on our end, we outside people, we observers, This idea that he's gonna be something, Uh -uh. uh-uh, uh-uh. Not seeing that, not feeling it. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. This always is brought to you on this program by the good people at the North Shore Tavern. Directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Home of Steak on a Stone. Home of Pittsburgh Baseball Club memorabilia. Wall to wall. Floor to ceiling. There's no place like it in town. There's also no place like it to watch the Pirates when they're out of town as they are here tonight in Milwaukee. Gather with other baseball fans. Pick your TV. And by all means, pick the steak on a stone when you order from the menu. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. The question comes from Brock Lincoln, who asks, (laughs) Either Brian Cashman is on drugs or Ben Charrington has very good blackmail against him. Thoughts? Actually, Brock, this goes before Charrington's time, uh, Neil Huntington didn't have an edge on most GMs, to put it kindly, but he got the best of Cashman, too. And I think in it, in addition to Cashman messing up on a lot of individual valuations, I'd like to give at least some benefit of the doubt from the New York perspective, that the Yankees just constantly feel like they have limitless assets. So they'll move guys thinking, what's the difference? Um, A, they have endless financing, and B, they're very good at drafting, acquiring internationally, and developing their own talent. Now, money also helps in those phases, especially internationally, but they're not as worried about the commodities that they give up as teams like the Pirates are. Because if they lose, I don't know, a relief pitcher or whatever, they can just go sign a role as Chapman. You know, I mean, it's just, that's the way of the world uh, in baseball. Now, that said, the recent trades that Charrington has made with Cashman, uh, I'm delighted to share with you, have been immensely unpopular from what I can gather uh, among New Yorkers. There are people everywhere who follow minor league systems and prospects very closely, and they have been immensely put off uh, first by the jameson Tyone trade, which is looking like it could be tremendous, for Pittsburgh, producing Ruanzi Contreras, Miguel Yuhure, and more. And now you have this latest one with the Pirates sending Clay Holmes, of all people. Clay Holmes was perceived by somebody to be worthy of a trade acquisition in exchange for Hoijun Park the leading hitter in all of the minor leagues, and who, by the way, uh, doubled yesterday in his first plate appearance at PNC Park, as well as another minor league infielder, Diego Castillo and catcher, Rob Brantley. The, The idea of getting anything for Holmes, I don't mean to be mean, okay? Holmes is, like, a pretty cool guy, but... The idea of getting anything for him is is savagery upon itself, but the idea of getting something of actual value like Park and Park's on base percentage was four ninety seven like that's the big headed version of Barry was doing that kind of thing four ninety seven on base percentage, so this is. I don't know. All I know, and I say this all the time, but it it, it bears repeating, the people who don't follow the Pirates closely around Pittsburgh but just love to bash them are always saying things like, Oh, wait till they trade him to the Yankees. Wait till they trade him to the Yankees with whoever shows up. And my response is always, yes, please. Whatever you do, whoever you've got, trade him to the Yankees because whatever you've got coming back is going to be way better than that. You know? Crazy, crazy stuff. Keep him on speed dial, Ben. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Again, first pitch tonight... Here in Milwaukee is 8:10 p.m. we'll have another daily shot of pirates for you ready to go tomorrow morning